Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Norna Tish, and we're getting closer and closer to the end. Everyone, I don't know about you guys, but this past weekend, football reached a different level of excitement. It reached ultimate warrior excitement. I saw three of the best football games I've seen in a long, long time. And I enjoyed every last one of them. Now, yes, there were four games. The Bengals and Titans game, it wasn't like, it wasn't like one of my favorites of all time, but I enjoyed the game. Your girl, y'all know last week, your girl moved for some Bengals and they came through and it's crazy how these games turned out. Uh, we're going to get to that right now. This episode might be shorter than the rest, but it depends on what we talk about because, man, football was so good last week. It was so good. So let's start with the Bengals and Titans. The Bengals beat Titans 19-16. to Heavy defensive um, play game here. Again, you guys all know I'm a big LSU fan, so you know I was geeked by Mr. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. However... My man, Joe Burrow, he had a game, but because but most of it was on his back. Homie got sacked nine times. You ain't hitting me nine times. Because then I'm going to start getting upset with the line. I'm going to start yelling at the line. It's going to get funky because you ain't going to let me get hit nine times. as it just, just vibes. Nah. I should not be thrown around nine times. Where is my line? Why isn't my line keeping me safe? And why does my line care about me? All questions that Joe Burrow probably asked himself throughout that whole game. But this is what winners do. They get back up and keep it going. Okay? So let's get to it. Joe Burrow, he threw for 348 yards, completed 28 at 37 of his attempts. <coughs> he had one interception. Only did not throw a touchdown this week, but it's okay because they still won the game. Joe Mixon. Led rushing yards with 14 carries for 54 yards and one touchdown. Jamar Chase had five receptions for 109 yards. Ryan Tannehill, he threw for 220 yards, completed 15 out of 24 attempts, had one touchdown and three interceptions. Tannehill, that's where you messed up this game. He kept throwing picks. It was just not necessary. It was just... The Titans, this is a perfect example that actually all weekend... You saw examples of people of teams where there was no way they could lose. And then we see disaster. The Titans did not play good good offensive football at all this game. At all. Both we'll get into the leading rusher with um Donta Freeman with four carries for sixty-six yards and AJ Brown. Uh, five receptions for 142 yards and one touchdown. It took until the third quarter for the Bengals, not for the um, Titans to even get on the board. The Bengals pretty much, like what well, I tell you all the time, when it comes to field goals, they don't win the game. They don't, they don't win games. You can't just kick field goals the whole game and think there's going to possibly have a victory unless the other team is literally budgies. That's the only way that could happen. And the Bengals learned that because they need to score a touchdown. You need touchdowns. 
that is necessary to win the game. Even for the Titans, they had to score a touchdown or it wasn't going to be a possibility. But the, actually, the Titans didn't get active to the third, so we'll start with the first. So Evan McPherson kicked a 38-yard field goal, putting the Bengals on the map 3-0 to zero at the beginning of the first quarter. At the end of the first quarter, Evan McPherson kicked a 45-yard field goal, making it 6-0. to zero. In the second quarter, Derrick Henry had a three-yard run, which results in a touchdown for some really stupid reason. Um, the Titans went for two. It did not make sense. It was a bad play. And just a, it looked it just sloppy, very sloppy football that happened there. They did not get the two-point conversion, and um, which tied the game at six to six. And with a minute 35 seconds left on the clock, Evan McPherson hit the 54-yard field goal, putting the Bengals up nine to six going into the half. In the third quarter, Joe Mixon kicked, uh, had a, sorry, he has a 16-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Evan McPherson kicked the extra point, making it 16-6. Randy Bullock, he kicks a 34-yard field goal, which um, <clears throat> which was good, making it 9-16. With 15 seconds left on the clock, Ryan Tannehill throws a 33-yard pass to A.J. Brown, which results in a touchdown. Randy Bullock kicks the extra point, tying the game 16-16. Now we got some yeah game here. The fourth quarter was a lot of three and outs. There's a lot of great. This was a heavy defensive game. A lot of great defensive stops that controlled the entire quarter to the point that the only way someone could win was a field goal in the last seconds. And Evan McPherson ended the game with a 52-yard field goal, sending the Bengals to the AFC. Champ, giant, yes, AFC championship game. Okay. So, we're going to do Saturday in one time because after that game, my, my dream was already high. I was like, Yeah, the Bengals took care of business. Now it's time for the Packers. And again, I have no hatred towards the 49ers, none whatsoever. I have no beef with the 49ers personally. But you all know my man, my man Aaron Rodgers is my favorite. However, Aaron, I you gotta call out your peoples when they acting up. Aaron, what was that? That was a terrible display. Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw over 250 yards. Aaron Rodgers spent most of the game on his back. And you literally play in Green Bay. You're li- this is your team. This is where you play the best. You thrive in the cold. You thrive in the snow. What happened? That's why I ask myself over and over and over again about this game. Because again, this was a heavy defensive game. Because as fine as Jimmy G is, Homie did not throw no touchdown. Okay? He did not lead anybody to victory here. The 49ers defense, the Debo Samuels, led victory here. But anyway, he's still our guy. So Jimmy G, he threw for 131 yards, see? Completed 11 out of 19 attempts and had thrown one interception. The leading rusher was Elijah Mitchell with 17 carries for 53 yards, 
And this young man here, George Kittle, that's his guy. He um, had four receptions for 63 yards. Aaron Rodgers, he threw for 225 yards, completed 20 at 29 attempts. Aaron Jones had 12 carries for 41 yards. And Aaron Jones led with receiving yards with nine receptions for 129 yards. Packers put up points early in this game. They got on the board first. However, the 49ers got back in the game. It was crazy. You guys kind of got back in this game because I was just sitting here like, what is the 49ers doing the whole game? Like, I was expecting at least a decent football game here. Of course, you all know I was going to the Packers, but I was putting a decent football game here. I didn't get nothing of the sort. But anyway, let's get to the game. In the first quarter, A.J. Dillon had a six-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Mason Crosby gets the extra point, making it 7-2-0. Mason Crosby also, you can't be missing kicks and smiling, dog. That's lame. That is loser behavior. Why are you smiling about failure? There's nothing funny about failing. And homie was just sitting there like, okay, I missed the kick off, <laughs> smiled. That's embarrassing and stupid. And it kills morale of the team. Like, you guys have, they just gave up on their teammates. It was just pathetic and embarrassing. And everybody, the last time anybody saw the end zone until the third quarter. Yeah. And then it started snowing. The funniest thing about this game, Jimmy G was so cold. Like, he was so cold. You know, like, when you see people that are, you know, especially, like, those who will go skiing and snowboard like I do. We go up to those lodges and stuff, and you're like the people that actually go outside and go skiing and snowboarding. And then you see people just sitting there shivering that are like trying to get to the outdoor um like fireplace where you know it's still like five degrees outside. So why are you outdoors out, you know? And they be sitting there shivering looking silly. That's how Jimmy G looked throughout this game. He was like, I am cold, I'm putting on the giant jacket. And I am not moving out of here. I need to stay right where I am. That's what Jimmy G, Jimmy G gave the whole game. And that was very funny to me. That was the highlight of my, the game for me. Anyway, in the third quarter, Ruby Gold kicked a 29-yard field goal, putting the four on the board, 3-2-7. Now, the fourth quarter got wacky, inflatable twos, men, wacky. Because this is what happened. Mason Crosby at the top of the beginning of the fourth quarter kicked a 33-yard field goal, making it 10-3. to And those of you who also watch a lot of Packers games, you're like, what happened here? Like, why why can't Aaron get a touchdown? Why, um, why can't Aaron, um, Aaron Jones get down the, the field? Why is the four yard defense is good. I'm not going to hold you, but this is Aaron Rodgers. This is the number one seed in the NFC. In the, in the NFC. What's going on? What is going on? I'm so confused. So lost. So how I, I was like, what's going on in this game? So then, a ridiculous punt block. Because literally, guys, when I, if I kid you not, the pa- I packed with the punt the ball. The punt was blocked. Great special teams work by the 49ers. Every Packer watched the ball bounce and no one did anything. For um, 49ers, um, um, Talana, um, Hafanga, just picked the ball up, ran in for six yards, and it was a touchdown. 
everybody literally ran away from the ball. Like the ball had something wrong with it. I was sitting there like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is just dumb. This is just dumb. But that's what happened. And that put, that gave the, um, that followed by a uh, extra point kick from Ruby Gold, which made it 10 to 10. That's how the game tied with four minutes and 41 seconds left on the clock. Down to, down to, so pretty much the Packers had one more chance with the ball. They did not capitalize off of that opportunity at all. The 49ers did what you're supposed to do. They played the clock. You just had to get in field goal range. All you had to do, which they did, and Ruby Gold kicked a 45-yard field goal, which made it time expire, and it was good. They get in 13 to 10, 49ers. And when we get back, we will talk about, I kid you not, the best games I have seen in a long time. Sunday's games were a treat to any football fan ever. If you were a football fan, Sunday was pretty much a day where you just, you floated. It was just like, it felt good to be just watching football because you watched some of the best games I have ever seen. And we'll be right back. everybody welcome back again if you're someone interested in starting your own podcast but you don't know where to turn just download anchor the anchor app is perfect for starting your podcast and going walking you through each and every last step of that podcast process on anchor you can record your podcast edit your podcast add sound effects to your podcast add music to your podcast publish your podcast and that's it. You can do everything you need all for free. All you need to do is download the Anchor app to be able to do that or even go on an old-fashioned way on um, www.anchor.com to set up your account and get started. And the best thing, besides everything being free, once you publish your, your podcast on Anchor, it goes to a variety of different podcast generators such as Spotify, Apple, and your Anchor themselves. So if you're ready to make your podcast dreams come true, download the Anchor app and make it happen. So we have to now get to Sunday's games, everybody. Whew, this was some football on Sunday. As you guys heard my view report, I turned off the Rams and Buccaneers game. At halftime, I was like, this is ridiculous. But then when I came back to it, I was like, whoa, what is this? What have I done? I missed amazing football. How could I miss it? And for the next two games, we're going to talk in Avengers boy words. With the Rams, as you guys have been watching, I've been calling the Rams Thanos. Only because they picked up every Infinity Stone, so they have it all. So you know that that um, Tom Brady believes he's Captain America. And he showed his Captain America mentality throughout this game in the second half. The first half was pathetic, but the second half, oh, Brady got in the game. He caught up. He did some superhero nonsense to catch the Bucks up to make it so a field goal decided the winning winner in this situation. 
That is superhero-esque in every way. But let's get to it. Matt Stafford, he threw for 366 yards, completed 28 out of 38 attempts. He had two touchdowns. Cam Akers, he had 27 carries for 48 yards. And Cooper Cup, oh, that's a bad man there. He had nine receptions for 183 yards and one touchdown. Tom Brady, he threw for two, 329 yards, completed 30 out of 34 attempts, had one touchdown and one interception. <coughs> Leonard Fournette had 13 carries for 51 yards and two touchdowns. Mike Evans had eight receptions for 119 yards and one touchdown. The Rams dominated the first half, but those Bucks came back swinging the second. And it all ended with a field goal. But also, great, a great pass by Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. That that pass was amazing. Put the Rams exactly where they needed to be to win this game. So let's get it, get to it. Matt Gay kicked off um, the the Rams will get on the board because he kicked a 28-yard field goal, sorry, 26-yard field goal, putting the Rams up 3-0 to zero in the first quarter. Kendall um, Blanton, he um, caught a seven-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which resulted in a touchdown. Mike Gay kicked the extra point, making it 10-0. Ryan Suckup with 32 seconds left on the clock, kicked a 45-yard field goal, putting the Bucks on the board for the first time at 3-10. In the second quarter, Cooper Cup catches a 70-yard pass from Matt Stafford, which results in a touchdown. Matt Gay kicks extra point, making it 17-3. With two minutes and 90 seconds left on the clock, Matt Gay kicks a 40-yard field goal, extending that Rams lead to 22-3. And for the half. Now we're going, we're going by halftime, coming back out. The Bucks has some of Bugs Bunny's secret stuff, and they got to move it. Because, well, starting off, Matt Stafford had a one-yard run, which was a touchdown, making and then Matt Gick extra point, making 27-3. That secret stuff took a little bit longer to kick in, but once it did, it did not let up. Because then at with three minutes and two seconds left on the clock, my, uh, Ryan suck up kicked a 31-yard field goal, putting the Bucks up 6-27. As we continue to the 12 seconds left on the clock, Leonard Fournette has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Oh, Ryan Sutton kicks the extra point, making it 13 to 27. It's getting funky, folks. And at this point, the Rams were like, all right, this game's pretty much over. We're going into the third, fourth quarter. Um, no one scored for the first, I would say, what? Hmm. Nine minutes of the game, no one scored anything. It's just been a very, like, a few three and outs, few good plays, and then it's just nothing that resulted in field goals or touchdowns. However, with three minutes, 20 seconds left on the clock, Mike Evans catches a 55-yard pass from Tom Brady, which results in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicks the extra point, making it 20 27. If you're like, you have big basic man face because you know one thing about Tom Brady, he doesn't quit. He will go down but fighting all the way to the end. 
because then with 42 seconds left on the clock, Tom Brady hauls that, that ball down, down the field for Leonard Fournette to have a nine-yard run, which results in a touchdown. What? And the Ryan sucked up, kicks it point, tying the game. 27 to 27. Do you want to know where things went wrong? The Tampa Bay defense. We are talking about it all season long. Tampa Bay's weakness is that defense. And the defense was exhausted. They just pretty much was ran out. They were done because you should have never allowed Matt Stafford to be able to throw such an amazing pass to Cooper Cup. That should have never ever, ever, ever happened. Because if it didn't, we would know we're going to overtime. And if we're going to overtime, guess what, y'all? Guess what? We're going to overtime. That means you know Tom ain't going to lose in overtime. Matt Stafford's never been to see before, so this is, just, this is a big exciting moment for him. But Tom been here. The Bucks weren't losing in overtime. However, Master mm, mm, mm. was able to throw a 20 yard pass to Cooper Cup, which put them right where they needed to be with 34 seconds up on the clock. But then we got to mark down the field because the, the, the Bucks are prepared to go in overtime. The Rams are prepared to win the game because then Master hit the deep pass to Cooper Cup. <sighs> And that was it. That was it, y'all. The the Rams decided to brown the field goal unit. Captain America fought a great fight. However, Matt Gick kicked that 30-yard field goal and ended the game 30-27. This game was absolutely insane. I never saw this happening. Like, yeah, I know. I, I never bet against Brady. I thought this game was going to be close the whole game, but it took the last literally three minutes of the game for the Bucks to really get it, get that locomotive running. It was crazy. Now, there's only one game that could possibly be Nora's game of the week, and that is the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah. This was the best football game I've seen in a long time. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, you are the future of football, and the future of football is looking very, very, very bright. Because, oh, my God, was this a game. You never knew when the game was going to end. That's how good this game was. And when it got towards the last few seconds, you just keep watching the game. You're like, who is going to win? Somebody has to win. And Kansas City said, that's somebody's us. So we'll get to a while. Pat Mahomes, he threw for 378 yards, uh, completed 33 out of 44 attempts. He had three touchdowns. Pat Mahomes also landed rushing yards with seven carries for four, 69 yards and one touchdown. And now this scary young man, Tyreek Hill, 
had 11 receptions for 150 yards and one touchdown. Tyree Kill's speed is just so, it's so unique. It's, it's just something you just stare at in awe because he is just that fast. You cannot let Tyree Kill get that ball. Because that young man, you ain't catching that. You're not going to catch him. You got to place at least 10 yards off of him just to, so you could possibly catch him. He's going to burn you. You try to play man-on-man with him. It's not going to work. not going to work. Josh Allen, he threw for 329 yards, completed 27 at 37 attempts, had four touchdowns. Allen also led rushing yards with 11 carries for 68 yards. This young man right here, the leading receiver. This young man right here deserves a bonus. He deserves some more money. Because Gabriel Davis, who did he have a game? Eight receptions for 201 yards and four touchdowns. Ooh, this boy played. This boy played. <sighs> this game was pretty much evenly matched until the third quarter is when things started to get a little hairy. But that fourth quarter comeback by the Bills. Bravo, bravo. Let's get to it. First quarter, we have um, Devin Singletary has a one-yard run, which results in a touchdown, putting the Bills up on the board. First seven to zero. Pat Mahomes has an eight-yard run, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making seven to seven. And at the end of the second quarter, Brian Pringles has a two-yard uh, catches a two-yard pass with Pat, Pat Mahomes, which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckler kicked extra point, making it 14-7. With 37 seconds left on the clock, you know your boy Josh Allen threw an 18-yard pass to Gabriel Davis, which resulted in a touchdown. Tyler Bass kicked extra point, making it 14-14. Also, y'all, during this game, during the first half of this game, there was a lot going on. The defenses were charged up. Now, again, we all already know Kansas State defense is not, not stellar. They were charged up for this game. And I got to say, the, now, what was going on here with the Buffalo defense, the Buffalo defense was all over the place. That needs to change. That's why I was during the offseason. You got to get your defense in line. Because the, the Buffalo defense has been good all season. I'm just very lost. What happened during this game? But they were all over the place. That put Josh Allen in a situation that he has to throw. He the only way to beat the Chiefs outscore them. If you can, and I don't have to sound like <laughs> I don't sound like Magic Johnson advice, but if you get, let hear me out. The Chiefs know their defense is bad, so they have to literally put up forty points a game so that things can be all right. They have to because if they don't. They're not going to win the game. And the Bills are, like I said all year, the Bills are good. The Bills, they ain't know what the Bills and their deep and like how their defense plays, they need to put some points up. That's exactly what they did. Going to the third quarter, Harrison Butler kicks a 39-yard field goal coming out of the third quarter, um, putting the Chiefs up 17-14. Mercole Hardman has a 25-yard run which results in a touchdown. Harrison Buckley goes for extra point, but it was no good. That was a huge moment, huge moment, no good. Gabriel Davis with a minute and 56 seconds left in the third quarter catches a 75-yard pass from Josh Allen, 
which results in a touchdown. Tyler Baskett gets your point, make it 21-23. Still anybody's game. In the fourth quarter, this quarter was the best quarter of football ever, ever. Could we start with Harrison Butler kicking a 28-yard field goal, extending that Chiefs lead 26-21. With a minute and 54 seconds left on the clock, Gabriel Davis um, catches a 27-yard pass from Josh Allen, which results in a touchdown. They had to go for two here. This was huge. Josh Allen passes to Stephon Diggs, but it wasn't just any pass, y'all. Josh Allen looked left. He looked right. He looked left again, looked right again. He ran because he was like, this is all oh God. What am I going to do? I'm going to try running in. Can't do it. Lobbed it to Stephon Diggs, but perfectly right over the Kansas City defender's head and right into his hands. The Stephon caught that in the coolest way ever to make it 29-26. With a minute and two seconds left on the clock. Tyreek Hill caught a 64-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes. And Tyreek ran that ball all the way. Harrison Buckler kicked the extra point, making it 33-29. So Josh Allen took a big gulp of his water. Goes back out there. He's like, we didn't come this far to fail. Josh Allen marches that his team down the down the court. Not that wow, down the field. And then Josh goes for a 19-yard pass. So who? Gabriel Davis, who caught that pass, and it resulted in a touchdown. Tyler Baskett gets a point making 36 to 33. There's only 13 seconds left on the clock. If you are now, I'm telling y'all, that's like a summer view report. Right now. 30 seconds on the clock, 30 seconds on the clock, I'm trusting one person, and that is Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes led that ball down that field so that Harrison Bucker kick a 49-yard field goal, sending, sending this game to overtime. Also, they were triple covering Tyreek Hill because they needed to, but he got, they got where he needed to go. Now in overtime. And by the way, before that happened, before he went to overtime, Josh Allen looked at the situation, looked at the clock, looked at the screen, was like, oh my God, I still gotta play football. This is the most craziest competitive game I've ever been in. You can tell by how he was looking like, oh my God, it's not over yet. Jimmy Butler, mean, was everywhere, just exhausted, wanting to lay down, and it's cold. It's cold. Josh Allen goes out there to the point to us. He picks tails, it's heads. And we knew whoever got the ball at coin toss was going to win the game. And you want to know what happens, everybody? The Chiefs chug a lug it down that field. And then Pat Mahomes throws an eight-yard pass to Travis Kelsey, which results in a touchdown. End of the game, 42-36. to 36. This and the Buffalo's defense was exhausted. Kansas City defense was exhausted. This game was exhausting to every single person who was watching, but it was one of the best games you've ever seen. And that is this episode of the NFL Digest.
But before we go, we're going to talk about a few things. I got I shared like all my my um, V report that I am talking about mental health this week. It's definitely pushing for those of us who are going through a lot to have an avenue where you can release. Find something, someone that you can talk to that just calms that fog in your brain. When you're feeling like these dark places, you're feeling like you're slipping, you're feeling like everything is falling apart, you need something to bring that little burst of light that gives you enough hope to get through each day. And I shared on the show, uh, Peter Robbins. If I don't know, if I don't know who Peter Robbins is, he's the man that voiced Charlie Brown. Committed, well, he died by suicide on Wednesday, January 26th. January 26th is a very, very rough day for a lot of people. And before I, I'm not even going to move off from Peter Robbins yet because he must have been some, must have been feeling like the world is on his shoulders and it's too much for him. So those of you guys who know people who are dealing with that feeling of darkness, that feeling of there's no hope and there's no, no one cares about me, no one loves me. Please, please, please say something. I, again, will share the suicide hotline number, which is 800-273-8255. Again, 800-273-8255. I could, I would not be able to conclude this podcast without sending, again, just my deepest condolences to Regina Hall for the loss of her son, Ian Alexander Jr., also taken by suicide, just sending nothing but love and peace to her during her family during this time and her, her ex husband. To Kobe Bryant's family, Vanessa Bryant, you are a strong woman. I know today was a rough, rough day. So just having, I'm hoping people are just sending you positive energy, peaceful energy so that you can just get through this day. Because you not only lost your husband, you lost your child. I just pray that Vanessa Bryant and everybody else and their families who have lost somebody in that helicopter crash has had a sense of just peace today. Even a little bit of a second of just peace. Throughout all the noise and all the posts, hopefully they had a second to just be at peace and be able to just sit in that moment and know that everything's going to be all right. As you guys know, those that know me well, those that have been following me for the past two years, January 27th is my day of pain. The day that my favorite person, my favorite gal went home. And on her second anniversary being gone, I wanted to dedicate this episode to her. She was my biggest fan, my biggest supporter, when it came to anything I've done. And this is my mama Pearl. She is the reason why I'm an AKA to this day. 
she's the reason she stood by me through everything good bad ugly disgusting nonsense all the above she stood by me and had my back and just thinking two years ago i was just going to work as if it was a normal day and i got the worst news of my life right before i went to the gym right before my lunch hour and I had no idea because I just didn't happen to call that that morning just to see what she was doing. Like I talked to her the night before. And I told her, next time I see you, I'm gonna take you out and pamper you. So each person that you know has go, is going through something silently and they don't like talking about it or they don't want they don't think anyone understands. Just know that we all understand that people go through good, bad, ugly, indifferent, crazy days. So you're never alone to deal with anything by myself, by yourself. I know for my, for me personally, I'm not alone to deal with this pain that I feel each and every day. Every day I wake up, the first person I want to tell something to, if I'm on a pearl, she ain't, she's no longer here. Every time I accomplish something, I had hundred episodes. The first person, the first person I know who would be on a train or a flight. No, she's bougie. On a flight with my mom Pearl to come to my dinner and sit with me, sit and she would plan everything and took care of everything. I'm doing that. I hate playing, but she would have done all those things. That's the first she'd be the first person to do that. First person at the restaurant. First person with every the gifts and decorate. Oh, she would have done everything. And it hurts so bad to realize that that day she she missed that day and she will never be able to do those things again. But in the best way I could talk about her, all the good that she's done, all the influence she's had in my life, which has been greater than most ever, most most of anyone would ever know. They wouldn't know. Because even as I sit here and talking about her right now to share with all of you. I know she's pretty much like, girl, leave, leave it alone and go do something else. But I had to take this time to just honor her, dedicate this to her, and let other people know that I understand pain and I'm here with you. So that is the conclusion of this week's um, NFL, Di- NFL Digest. We'll be back next week to cover the NFC and AFC championship games. And then, you know, I know what happened to that, the Super Bowl. And then I see this part of my podcast, not the whole thing, but this part goes on hiatus until September. Y'all take care and please love one another a little bit more. All right. Bye.